You know, uh, there are so many things to be thankful for. Uh, you know, especially a lot of times around our health, around our family, around our family's health. Something happens and we just realize, golly, that, that could have been so close or so tragic and then everything comes out okay. Well, uh, kind of the title, I don't know what I titled this, is kind of like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're sinking in the water or when your oceans are deep and the, uh, when the water's over your head, however, be thankful. And that's kind of where we're going to start today. We're going to uh, give a couple more ideals on Thanksgiving. But Jonah, of course, now you kind of know what the ideal is. Uh, everybody pretty much knows the story of Jonah. Uh, it's kind of one of the first Bible studies we hear when we're ch a child, and it sticks with us. It's a tremendous story. God told Jonah to go to the Ninevites and warn them that uh, there was judgment coming. And Jonah hated the Ninevites, and uh, so instead of going and obeying God, he jumped on a ship. He was going to sail off in the opposite direction. He was going to Tarshish, and uh, as he was going, the God called this, caused this huge storm to, uh, to, to come up, and finally Jonah fessed up and said, Hey, it's me. You know, I've, I disobeyed God, and that's why we're all about to perish, and um, they uh, cast him overboard. I, 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 often I have to stop and think about the, what that really means. If you've, if you've been, I've been out in the ocean a few times on, on different boats and ships, and I've never been through a storm, but I, I've been through a, a, just a rain cloud. And just in a rain cloud, the waves got a little bit higher, uh, the sea got a little rougher, and I would say uh, at the most they were probably, uh, you know, maybe a little higher than those seats that you're setting in, and uh, boy, I could tell too. So uh, Barry was feeding me soda crackers and ginger ale, and that'll fix you if you're ever seasick. I just want you to know, get you some crackers and some ginger ale and snack on them, your seasickness will go away. Uh, but... To be in a storm of this magnitude, enough so that it's going to sink a ship, enough so that uh, professional sailors were panicking. Uh, if you, we watch uh, that Alaskan crab show, whatever it's called, you know, and those, those big old ships, they, you know, they'll come out of the water and their nose will just dive down nearly underwater sometimes, and they... They've had overboard people, and they've had practice of that. And, you know, you'll see that person on the top of the wave, and then the next thing you know, they're completely out of sight. You can't see anything but wind and waves, and then they'll appear again. And they're, I mean, just to have that ideal of all of a sudden, that's Jonah. He's cast out of the boat into the midst of the storm, and during the midst of the storm, this enormous fish comes up and swallows Jonah, and really steers him back to where he wants to be, to where he didn't want to be, but where the Lord wanted him to be. And by the way, that's an absolutely true story. It's not a fairy tale. It's not something. When I went to seminary, the, one of my first classes, <clears throat> a guy, the professor got up and he said, uh, you know, does anybody really believe that a, uh, that a whale swallowed Jonah? Now, I was 
I'm fat, dumb, and happy. I'm like, I believe it. That's what the Bible says. And a few more did. He said, how could you believe that? And I said, because that's what the Bible says. And he says, well, you're exactly right. And there were some, some other people there that was, was they were about to, I, I'd, I didn't deserve no kind of bravery award. I just thought that that was, I never thought about not believing what the Bible said. And, and it made for some good discussions that God's word is true and it's always accurate. And if it means something different, it's going to say something different. And as we read the story of Jonah, it's a true story. There was a giant fish swallowed Jonah. Now, it could have been a shark. Uh, uh, there's history records that other, other sailors have been swallowed whole and rescued from that. In the mid-1700s, I found this, there was a man who toured Europe with a preserved body of a 3,000-pound shark that had swallowed him. He had get in the water, fallen overboard. This shark swallowed him. Uh, he was rescued from the shark. He had that thing stuffed, preserved, and toured all around. I guess he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on this thing because nobody's going to believe my story. Uh, if you've seen pictures of those sperm whales, that's another example. Uh, you know they're capable of swallowing a human being. Their, their mouths are that wide, you know, and they just open them up and and take in all of these fish as they swim through certain areas. They live on squid, and they, follow, they swallow whole squid. In 1955, there was a 405-pound squid removed from the belly of a sperm whale. So a 405-pound squid. So if it can swallow a 405-pound squid, you know it would have no uh, trouble swallowing humans. So... So don't go there. Uh, on top of all those things, everything's possible with God. He could have. Uh, he he's in control of every plant. He's in control of every particle in the universe. And if if he had a mind to, he could create a giant hummingbird to come swallow you up if that was part of his divine plan. And if he wanted to, but he simply took a creature of the of the sea, a creature that he created. Uh, it was uh, used in God's divine plan to further the gospel, and that's what he used. Uh, we could go on and on and talk about that. But in Jonah chapter 2, this runaway prophet who is Jonah, we, we, we're going to look at his prayer this morning. So the chapter 1 kind of talks about him fleeing from the Lord. Uh, and we'll start reading Jonah, Jonah chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish. He's still in the well. And he said, I cry out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and floods surrounded me. And all your billows and all your waves passed over me. That's that storm he's in the midst of. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. And the waters encompassed me, even to my soul, the deep closed around me. Now tell me this is not a guy writing about being in the belly of a fish. There was weeds wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. 
Yet you brought me up from the pit, O Lord my God, and my, my soul fainted within me. I remember the Lord, and my prayer went up to you and to your holy temple. Those who regarded worthless idols for sake of their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving, and I will pay that which I have vowed to you. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So for three days, Jonah's trapped inside the belly of a real big fish. Oh, does any of y'all think of a cartoon when you think of this? And who is the guy that's in there? Pinocchio and Father Chepetto. Y'all remember that? And uh, he's looking for Pinocchio, and he ends up uh, getting on a raft and and a fish swallows him and he's in there and it's like about the size of this room and he builds a fire in there, you know, to stay warm. And that wasn't the case, okay? Imagine that whatever squid or whatever may have been eat, seaweed, things floating in the ocean. Jonah says, they're surrounded me. They're wrapped around my head. They're I got that fishy taste in my mouth. You know, can you just imagine if yeah, I got this fishy taste? Yeah, that was Jonah. Uh, you talk about a bad week. You, you may say, I had a bad week last week. I said earlier I had a bad week, but I didn't have no kind of bad week compared to what Jonah had. We all have them. Sometimes they'll hit you right out of the blue. But the last thing that Jonah thought when he got on the boat, the last thing he thought that he was going to get swallowed by a giant fish. He was just running from the Lord. And here we are at the end of 2023 nearly, and we may wonder what's going on. I'm sure Jonah wondered there for many what's going on. Uh, you know, if we look around at some things that people worried about, and we're talking about sinking today, uh, you know, our, our economy's kind of in the tank. They say unemployment's rising. The closer we get to... Uh, you know, next uh, next year, next voting cycle, I'm sure our economy's going to get better and prices of gas will go down and unemployment will be juggled numbers. So kind of looking forward to that a little bit. You're getting a little extra money there for a month or two till we have somebody elected. The, the federal government, they're just they're determined to, you know, take over health care. And uh, that's one thing I've, I don't talk a lot about Jamaica today, but Anybody that thinks the government health care is a great idea ought to go to Jamaica because uh, that's what they have. They have a government that's taking over school systems, and there's a bunch of kids can't go to school because they can't afford to because they have to pay for themselves. A bunch of people will need to go to the doctor, but they can't afford to because they have to pay for it themselves. Uh, they say, no, the government pays all that. No, the government don't pay all that. They they pay doctors, but they don't pay for all those different. And we got to... A government today that's wanting us to go that direction. They want us to pay for all kinds of, of operations and change people's sexes and all of that different kind of stuff. Uh, spending us into bankruptcy. There, you go on and on. I'm not talking about any particular party. I'm just talking about the 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 list of worries we could put out today. If you worry about that kind of stuff, I think we should be informed and concerned. But I don't think we. Uh, worry about that because after all we're just visiting here aren't we if you're a christian we're just the bible says we're just sojourners we came into this country we're going to spend a while here 
But we have a home in heaven that we're headed to, and we need to realize that God has a plan. He's on the throne. He's not lost control. He's not falling off the throne. Uh, we need to be informed. We need to be voting, but we need to realize ultimately God is in control. Uh, there's bigger things that we deal with today. Folks have lost loved ones in the past uh, months and years. Uh, many's had, you know, health problems in the last month or years. Uh, marriages that hang by the thread. Children that are on the wrong track. I mean, there's there's actually deep-seated problems today that that deserve uh, a thought when we think about the kind of weeks we have and. And uh, how, how do we get to the point of replacing Thanksgiving? And I think when we get to thinking about all the negative things <coughs> that we see today, uh, we can see why it's easy to get away from Thanksgiving. You know what? I, I've told you all many times, and this has not changed, I don't watch the news. I listen to some news. I read some news, but I don't watch mainstream media at all. Uh, but what do they focus on? Anything negative. That's what makes the news. You, you very seldom hear a positive story, and when they do, they'll say, oh, that's a feel-good story there. You know, that doesn't sell, so we're constantly bombarded with negative things, which really leads us away from the ideal of giving thanks because we see so many things to be negative about. So Jonah found himself in probably one of the worst jams we can imagine uh, Jonah made a, a place of thanksgiving where he was at in the midst of the fish's belly, in the midst of the sea, down to the depth of the earth. So let's look at God's Word this morning. Uh, I thought I would be way gone and finished by now. Uh, I appreciate Jeremy taking over last week, but he did one thing that, that may, may have aggravated me a little. He let you all out so early that you might get used to it. <laughs> And you're sitting here thinking, we'd be on the road if Jeremy was up there this morning. So uh, we, we, we went to church uh, last Sunday, at, uh, the church, uh, Sunday before last at the church that, that many of you helped build in Jamaica. And Pastor Paul got up and he said, our services normally last five hours. And nobody laughed because he wasn't joking. <laughs> and I thought... I thought, my goodness, five hours is 10 o'clock. We're not going to get on until 3 o'clock. But he said, I've learned to get them down to about an hour or hour and a half. So uh, we sang an hour, I imagine, and then he preached about an hour probably. So uh, it was all good. So I've got to get out of that mindset of, of a, of a two-hour preaching service. So uh, we'll go as far as we can. We'll finish next week. Here's the first thing I want us to notice. The cry for God and how he hears you. Now, we're thinking about when the waters are over our heads, when we're sinking, being thankful. This is the hardest one I think we have, and the, the, the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll deal with a little different angle. But, but so when we're sinking, here's what Jonah did. He cried out to God. He, he yelled out to God, and when you're, when you're way underwater, cry out to God. When you're, when you're sinking and you don't know what else to do, cry out to God. Now, it's great to call out to God before you get there, but remember Jonah, was he never dreamed this was going to happen. It blindsided him. Just all of a sudden, he's on a ship. He's headed away. I'm sure he's whistling a tune and thinking, boy, this is great, getting away from the Ninevites, and I'm headed to a different place, and boy, just all of a sudden a storm hits, all of a sudden everybody's 
terrified. All of a sudden, they throw him over the boat. He's swallowed by... He just blindsided him out of nowhere. And in the midst of that, he cried out to God. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish of the belly. And, and Jonah looked back on his prayer. He cried, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of hell, I cried out, and you heard my voice. Jonah says, I cried out to the Lord, and in the midst of my affliction, he answered me. Isn't that great to know that when, we are, when we're falling overboard, when we're sinking, when something's blindsided us, in the midst of that, we can call out to God. And, and in Jonah's case, God answered him. God heard his prayer. God answered him. God began to speak to him. And a cry out to the Lord, uh, you'll hear him answer you too. When we're to that point as a Christian, we can do that. There was a, uh, a lady named Sue Kidd. She was telling the story of, of Jonah to her vacation Bible school six-year-old, and she stated, uh, started talking about uh, how they would try to escape if they were ever swallowed by a well. And, uh, of course, you can uh, imagine some of the ideals. One of them said, I'd start a fire in the well's stomach. I'm sure they'd watch Pinocchio also. Uh, then he would cough me out. Another one said, I'd stomp on his tongue till he spit me out. Ideals keep getting wilder and wilder and wilder, but... Then all of a sudden, one thoughtful girl spoke up, and she said, I would call my daddy and wait on him. Well, that's, that's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good answer, isn't it? You know, Dad can bail us out, but, but only God could get Jonah out of the well. His heavenly Father, he's the only one who could bring rescue. And there's so many times God is the only one that can help us in the midst of our problems. And we need to cry out to him. We need to call out to him that translation I read said I'm taking down to Shiloh which is really means the word hell and and to think about the Jonah said I've gone down in the belly of the well even to the pits of hell I cried out to God and in that state God heard me and and uh look at look at what he says he he looked at he looked up at God he saw hope he he stayed in the fish for three days that's a long three days he didn't give up he kept crying out to the Lord my, my encouragement to you today is wherever you're at, if you're in the midst of a, of a raging sea, keep crying out to the Lord. He'll hear you. For three days, think about this. If you've, ever, if you've ever not been able to sleep maybe for a day or two, maybe for three days, isn't it just agonizing? You know, for three days you're just wore out, you're tired, you, you just, you're just giving up. You just don't know. For three days, that had to be Jonah. He's in the belly of a fish. He's been taken around in the ocean for three days. He's there. But constantly he's crying out to God and he's using that ideal of thanksgiving to God. We should be thankful. Cry out to God, he'll hear you. Here's the second thing. We need to look up to God in hope. So Jonah was in the deep sea of the fish, uh, of the belly of the fish. He he kept looking and, and hoping that... Uh, to God, and in verse three and four it says, uh, "You cast me into the deep, you into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me, and all your billows and waves passed over me." And then I said, "I have been cast out of your sight; yet I will look again towards your holy temple." In one of the darkest places you can imagine, Jonah kept looking up in hope. He kept looking up saying, I know there's a place. I know I'll look at your holy temple again. I know there's a, there's a place. Verse 10 says, And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out on dry land. 
Jonah looked to God in help, and God helped him the most unusual way, wouldn't you say? I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, I had an upset stomach a few times, and, and uh, I didn't want to go to school. And maybe Mama knew I really didn't have an upset stomach, but I really still didn't want to go to school. And she said, just tell your teacher that you feel like you're going to vomit. And I said, I can't say that to her. <laughs> she said, why? I said, because that's a nasty word. You know, and, and think about it. Isn't that a nasty word? She said, well, say upchuck then. And I said, well, I sure ain't going to say upchuck. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what upchuck means. If anybody can share that with me after the sermon, go ahead. But, uh, but the Bible says the fish just... Boy, he just lost his lunch right there on the bank. You know, he he went up, he uh, he 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 throwed Jonah up. But here's something I bet you've never thought of: Who kept Jonah from drowning? The whale. I'm saying the whale. The fish did. Have you ever thought about that? Jonah was drowning in the sea. He's the waves. It says it's description there. They're 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 falling over him. They're casting over him. They're rolling him under the sea, under the tide. He's he's there. He's drowning, and all of a sudden, God provides this fish, and that's kind of a a a way we would say he jumped out of the 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 what the something into the frying pan, jumped out of the uh, the frying pan into the fire, you know, so to speak, but. What a funny way to save Jonah uh, by, by a fish taking him from, from the point of drowning him and, and, and God led that fish at the right time at the right spot. And then following that, of course, I said he lost his lunch. So God could send a, a big fish to help you out if he wanted to, but more than likely he'll send somebody with a big heart. If we'll look towards God, if we'll look to God in hope, if we'll cry out for God in the midst of our sorrow... So often God sends someone with a big heart in your time of need at this perfect time at just the right moment, and because they come, they're able to reach out. They're able to help you in your time of need. There's two sides to that, and then we're going to close. The first is this. Aren't you glad that God has those people that reach out to us in our time of need? I could go back, of course, I'd start crying. I could go back and, and tell us some folks from this very church that, uh, that helped me in my time of need, you know, when my mother was dying and I was struggling with that, and, and they were there to talk and listen and, and hear. And, and honestly, nobody here knows that, but, but I thank Denise, you know. Uh, but it was one lady in, in, in our time of need. So aren't you, aren't you thankful for that? The other side of that coin is, are you that person? Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're that person that God is saying, you know, this is the time, this is the, the exact situation I need to place you in that you can reach out to that person. That's the tough part for us sometimes is, is to reaching out to someone who has that need and finding uh, that we can help them in their their darkest hour and their toughest time. Let's bow our heads together this morning. Father, Lord, as we just consider, as we kind of just get started this morning about, about Thanksgiving and, and how thankful that we are to live where we do, to, to have this, the so many blessings that we have, as these testimonies we've heard today that, uh, that we're so thankful for, the, the way that you've intervened and provided for us, Father. 
Uh, Lord, I pray also for those who just to be blindsided by stuff this year and uh, just out of nowhere, all of a sudden we're in the midst of a storm and all of a sudden the, the oceans are deep and they're, they're, they're engulfing us, Father. And Lord, we know that in the right time, if we will cry out to you, and Father, if we'll look up to you in hope that you provide a way, like Abraham and his son, at that, that very moment, as Abraham was to sacrifice his son, you provided a lamb for him uh, that he might become the sacrifice. Father, at that very moment when we were lost and sinking deep in our sin, you provided that lamb of God for us. And Father, I pray that we would know that when we cry out to you, that you have a, a brother and sister in Christ through your Holy Spirit that can, has a big heart uh, that can help us through those difficult times. And then, Father, I pray also that we'd be sensitive knowing if we're that person that you've called to go and to have a heart for others, Lord. Father, I pray this week that we would leave this place with a spirit of thanksgiving. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't just look past Thanksgiving and look towards Christmas, even with all the activities that are already beginning. Lord, I pray that we would know and even know better next week the, the beginning of Thanksgiving, what it really represents. And Father... Uh, we are thankful for who we are in you. We're thankful for your love, and we offer this time up in the name of Jesus.